0: Welcome to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. This week we have returning guest, 20 uh, year old Darius Sam. Uh, if you don't remember his story, if you haven't listened to that episode, I would highly suggest it. It was really cool. Um, back in June, Darius, uh, on 28 days of training, attempted to run 100 miles. Uh, through this attempt, and you got to hear the story, he got. Hospitalized for dehydration. Uh, it was a rough, it was a rough go. Uh, towards the end of it, um, he also managed to raise over one hundred thousand dollars for his uh, local food bank, which is so awesome. Uh, I really loved talking with him that first time. I liked hearing a young man who kind of realized his potential, uh, but not only like physically or mentally or whatever like that ultra marathoning encompasses but he realizes his potential in uh service for others right he realized oh like i'm only 20 and yet i can make such a huge impact in my community i thought that was so cool well anyways fast forward to december uh darius was back at it this time he was going to run that same 100 mile course this time in an effort to raise funds to establish a men's uh, mental health counseling program in in his town, in his community. Um, he also wanted to raise awareness uh, of addictions and kind of reduce the stigma associated with, uh, you know, kind of men needing assistance with their mental health. Uh, it's so honorable. I just I love that that is kind of the uh, the big issue that he's trying to help this time. Uh, I mean, mental health is so huge right now. It's something I'm dealing with. It's something most people are probably dealing with in this very stressful year. Uh, and I think the fact that he's, he's out there trying to establish a program that's going to help people who really need it uh it's just something that you know (laughs) i'm telling you right now when i was 20 years old i was not thinking that big picture right i wasn't thinking about the positive impact i could make like i feel like i was a nice 20 year old i don't want to paint myself in that light but i wasn't like i can make a difference i can actually have an impact in my community um that definitely Wasn't what I was thinking about at the time and and to see Darius go out there and also to do it through A sport I love which is ultra marathoning like I just think that is So cool, and i'm i'm very impressed with him and I hope you guys are too um before we really get started here though. I mean I know he In this episode he talks openly about you know him seeing a counselor And I just think that's it's a good thing to do like be open about it. Um, you know, especially as, as men, we don't tend to sit down with our friends and be like, what are your feelings? Like, good sir. Like, how are you feeling today? Are you feeling anxious? Are you feeling depressed? Are you feeling hopeless? Like we, we struggle with that. Um, and I actually, maybe it might not be a, a men, women thing. It might just be a human thing, right? It's hard to admit, when you're having a hard time and I know for me personally uh, there's been times where uh, I've gone in and seen a therapist and it's really helped because you're talking to someone who's a neutral party who doesn't have any investments in your life um, and they're professional they understand kind of your mental processes and what could help you and what could help you uh, kind of I, I almost I hate using the word deal with, <laughs> um, but can also kind of help you uh, kind of internalize what you're going through. And also just a good reminder of like most of the things people struggle with are things that multiple people struggle with. Right. Like sometimes if you're struggling with an issue, you feel like you're the only one. You're like, oh, man, like nobody knows how I'm feeling. I'm the only one right now who's ever felt this way. And that is so, though your situation may be very unique to you, right? Um, That's true. Like the situation is going to be unique, but uh, the feelings that you're feeling, whether it's anxiety or whether you're battling grief or depression, these are very human experiences that a lot of people go through. And to just have somebody like a professional tell you that is so like, it's so worthwhile and so for Darius to go out and and not only you know raise the awareness uh, about issues like addiction or you know just men's mental health but to have him go out and actually establish a program in his town where where people are going to be able to get the help they need um, is absolutely incredible to me so anywho uh, let's get right into oh also I have to say this Darris has big plans for 2021 uh the dude's a dreamer for sure uh he's very ambitious and i respect him for that and definitely admire that quality in him along with his his uh his determination just to to get done whatever his goal may be i think that's really something to look up to so hope you hopefully you guys take that away from this episode um yeah let's get right into it this is like a bigfoot podcast number 235 with darius sam dude i am very excited to talk to you again um you were one of the highlights of 2020 getting to talk with you hearing your story um i'm excited to have darius sam back on the podcast you went back for more
1: yeah, I had to make the call, right? I mean, you know, last time I, unfortunately, I didn't get it done. So, you know, coming back for more was definitely inevitable and and it took a different approach altogether.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I kind of want to, I want to hear about the new run, um, of course, but can you kind of like give people like a brief reminder of what we talked about last time?
1: Yeah, we just kind of went over, um, you know, my life and how I came to be who I am and you know, the struggles that I went through, the hardships that I went through and um, decision to, to lead a more positive, uh, healthy lifestyle. And then we, we, we got into the to run, the last run back in June, which is uh, like six or seven months ago and, you know, attempted it and, and made 89 miles out of 100. Um, the, the run, the route itself has, I think, I believe it has over 6,000 feet of elevation gain and, uh, yeah, I made 89, uh, came close, but, uh, no cigar. So that's kind of, that's kind of what we went over just in a brief summary.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you managed to raise like a whole bunch of money.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it, it actually came up to the, the final total is like $110,000. <laughs> That's so amazing,
0: man. And you yeah, set out crazy. to raise like a thousand, right?
1: Yeah. It was like the original goal was a thousand. So, you know, that was absurd and it, it's hard to believe that, that that's reality, but you know, it's so grateful for the experience and, um, people in their hearts. Yeah.
0: Are you known throughout your town now as like the crazy kid who runs a, sh- a bunch of miles?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just kind of a given now, uh, No, a lot of people um the 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 kids look up to me and um the people uh look up to me so um like I said I'm I'm happy to be a role model in the community and and to show everybody what's possible
0: yeah one I think part of it too is you being so open with your story you know like you know painting a realistic picture of where you started and where you're progressing to now you know
1: yeah yeah no I think that's definitely that that definitely pays into it for sure yeah yeah
0: um so yeah man tell me about the second run so i see uh that you did it you know for not the food bank this time but you were raising money for a different purpose so can you kind of tell us about that
1: yeah so you know after my after my first run i had made the the call to try to go after a world record i think you you have you remember that um so I was training uh for that after that um trained hard I like when I finished my first run I was like 165 pounds or something like that uh within the span of I think it was under two months uh by the by the end of August I was 196 pounds so I put on over like 30 pounds, obviously not all muscle, but 30 pounds of just like I was just lifting consistently, like trying to layer on the mass and and throw in that muscular endurance. Um, so that was kind of the span because there was like there was a six month span between my first and my second, and that filled up like three months it was was like weight training and, and putting on the weight and trying to achieve that other goal. And I had I had pulled back from that maybe mid September, just before I was gonna, I was about to do it. And uh, I thought to myself that, you know, how can I move forward on a messed up foundation? Yeah. Um, so to speak, you know, I never finished my, my first like original goal. How can I move forward and think that I can, I can pull this off without going back and, and handling that unfinished business. Yeah. So um, I knew it was going to take a lot of work <laughs> and I, yeah I knew it was going to take an absurd amount of work and but it was around the end of September I I started hitting the in the trail again and I was out of shape man I'm telling you I was like huffing I couldn't even run maybe like three miles without just being gassed so I was like just so heavy and awkward and but you know I kept at it every single day um and it was just consistent. Like, uh, there was nothing much to it. I just got up and I, I hit the trail, I hit the road. Uh, I was eating properly. I was eating less. And I was just, I was just putting in the miles, just basically putting in the work. That's all there was to it. Yeah. And, um, I haven't, I hadn't figured out a cause to do it for maybe until two weeks before I planned to do it, which was December 5th. So two weeks before December 5th, I, you know, I reached out to Nicola Valley family therapy and a couple other different, different organizations here in, in my community and just try to see who needs help. At first I was just gonna do like an addictions awareness run, but everybody's aware of addiction, right? I mean yeah I mean it's it's hiding in plain sight. But um so I I approached Nicola Valley Family Therapy and they had told me that there is no funding for men's counseling here in my community. Um and I, I heard it's like a it's a it's a national like issue provincial um that you know a man can't walk into unless he has the supports but he can't walk into uh like uh like to to go get counseling he can't walk in there and be like hey i need i need counseling would i be able to get some for free i don't have money and they'd be like sorry like you have to pay out of pocket um
0: and dudes are i mean i'm just like men are probably not as willing to go in and just talk to people anyways. And then you put this extra barrier of like, Oh, I have to pay for this. Like now I'm definitely not going to do this, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So no, that's 100% correct. Um, So I knew that a difference definitely could be made here. And I, you know, personally, I grew up uh, seeing a counselor since I was maybe like six years old, like until this day, and I know what kind of like the, the help that it's given me and, you know, how much it's paid into my success. And I, I'm, hold on, I'm just, no worries, how, no. much how much is, how much is paid into my success? And um, I know that people that go without, they could definitely use the help. And if I can create a program that where I can help people, I mean, why wouldn't I, right? I yeah, mean.
0: no, exactly. I think actually, too, like for people to see a young 20 year old guy who's, you know, telling people to go in and like talk it out and get help they need, like that actually in and of itself is huge. You know, it kind of like, you know, breaks the whole like, stigma that people might have of like especially like young men i know when i was 20 like i wouldn't want to go and talk to a counselor i'll tell you that right now um yeah so huge it probably would have helped me so much like just being able to like get thoughts out of my brain and just get yeah out there so i can kind of like let them go or deal with them or handle them you know
1: no and that that's the thing right i mean just going in and seeking the, the support, even if you don't think you need it. I mean, there's so many, there's so much stuff that you deal with subconsciously that you know, you're not even aware of. I mean, going in and talking about, you know, maybe how you grew up some of the issues that you have. And, and I feel like if you don't confront it face to face, I feel like you turn to things like addiction and, and yeah. substance abuse and, and stuff of that sort. So it, it all goes hand in hand. And there was like, I mean, we talked about this before, like my biological mother, she's a, She's addicted to heroin and has been since I was a baby, and um, there's a reason why we don't have a relationship. And I grew up in a, an adopted home, so it all it all plays out. I've lost, you know, several family members to opiate overdoses, and and you know, and I, I see it every day. Like you know, young people are addicted to their phones and and it's social media. And it's it's a source of uh, of gratification. So you know, there's so many things that I wanted to cover, but I just covered the, I covered the key, the key, the key parts that I wanted to cover. And I feel like we did make a difference. I ended up raising over $21,000 to create a, a free men's, um, counseling program here in Merritt. So, that's amazing, um, man. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked on that. You know, anybody is, that wants.
0: Yeah. Is that GoFundMe still like open and available to people?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, you just, I think you just look up, uh, you look up a hundred miles for men's counseling on Google and it should pop up at the top search. Okay.
0: Nice, man. I, I want to send people there. I'll definitely link it. I think, yeah, I think it's such a good cause. I just love that. Um, you've kind of found this purpose in like service to your community. Um, yeah. can you kind of talk about that? Like what have you found by like dedicating yourself to, to these ideas?
1: Um, well, I, I found a lot of growth personally. Um, I found out a lot about myself. If I'm being completely honest, the the, the main things that I, that I found out about myself are, you know, I'm the more selfless I am, and the more that I give out to the universe, and uh, it's just the more the universe gives back to me. I mean, in terms of positive energy and and just and just leading a good life. I mean, opportunities are presenting itself left and right for me. Like every single day I'm gifted with the opportunity to wake up. But uh, in terms of like opportunity and in to get in my, um, uh, like I want to become a personal trainer and I'm in the yeah. midst of it. Like I have foundations that are reaching out to me that are willing to pay for my, all my schooling and, and, and stuff of that sort. So, I mean, this just, what I found out is that, you know, the more you give, the more you get. Um, not that's why I do it. I I just did it out of just wanting to make a difference, but yeah, um, I'm able to move forward in life uh, a lot faster while doing things like this. And, um, and I learn a lot about myself in the process. So it's a win-win. I mean, I would be out there if we raised a hundred dollars and (laughs) $50. I think I said that the last time I'd be out on that road, getting it done anyways. So, um, no, I'm just, just happy like that this added benefit yeah. to it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no. So I'm 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 super stoked that people are willing to give and I find people like myself that are willing to give and and you know, that are very selfless. So no, I think those are the the things that I've that I've learned.
0: Yeah. Is there anything to it where uh, I think like for me like ultra running what it's taught me is to control what is in my realm to control like control what i can control you know what i mean yeah um and i do think right now i think something like just to connect it with like mental health i think something that's so frustrating for a lot of people is we can all get on the internet get on our phones and we can see what's happening in the world and there's all these things that suck and like shouldn't be happening you know that you read about and yet you feel so helpless like you're like i don't have control over this but yeah. I, what I've found is like, if I narrow my focus to my community, like you're doing, yeah. um, then those are things I can control. I mean, dude, you just like made like a men's mental health program happen because you're like, I'm going to run hundred miles. Like, that's amazing. And I just wanted to like, have you learned that lesson through ultra running? Or is that something like that's both at the same time, kind of like happening together?
1: Well, there's, that's why I love it so much. I mean, there's so many things that I that I could have taken seriously in terms of being an athlete. Yeah, I mean, there's so, I could have taken a lot of things far, but this in itself, this this ultra running journey that I'm on, I mean, there's nothing like it. I've I've played multiple sports, and there's there's nothing that is as grueling and that is as mentally challenging as this. Um, so, and then the lessons that it teaches me is the reason why I do it. I mean, every time I go, I, last time I, I learned so much about myself and this time I learned just like you said, I mean, learning to control what I can control, man, it's actually, it's just, it's, it's amazing to, to talk about, but um, so like when I'm 50 or 60 miles deep and I have another 40 to go, what I learned was, and it's, it's hard to apply But what I learned was, was breaking everything into like small, like aggressive, achievable goals, like micro goals, like breaking it down to as small as let's just make it to the next telephone pole. Yeah. And then we'll think about what's next from there. Let's not worry about the rest. Let's just, and then a telephone pole turns into another one and another one turns into another one. And next thing you know, I've just ran five miles and I only have 35 more to go. Um, But just, but not thinking about the bigger picture, and then applying that to my life. Not worrying about what's happening next week. Obviously, if I have obligations, I have obligations. But you know, taking it day by day. Okay, I wake up, and and just and working from there, knowing what I have to do. Just taking it day by day, rather than looking into the future. Because the only time that I'm guaranteed is the time that's right here, right now, in my face. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. Today might be the last day I have to put in the work to be prepared for the next goal. So just, just just staying focused on that. And that's what it's taught me. And that's what I feel like I'm going to be, I'm going to be so successful. And I know that I'm going to be so successful. And and, and I pay homage to, I pay homage to that, like a huge, a huge chunk.
0: Yeah. One is funny too. Cause like, you know, I'm a teacher, I'm a dad. Like I can tell my students, I can tell my kids these lessons all day every day like you heard them you heard them through high school probably uh i heard them growing up but until you actually go out and experience that where it is like and it makes it really obvious where you're like oh yeah if i just keep completing small goals eventually i'll complete my big goal like it seems like such an obvious lesson but until you actually go out and experience it like you don't fully understand it
1: yeah and you won't fully um appreciate it yeah i mean like appreciating because the, the choice to, to get going is so easy for me. It's one choice. I mean, I was completely out of shape and then there was the one choice for me to move forward and to take that step into, and into, and, and knowing that I had, you know, two solid months of no days off of just like just grinding essentially yeah. to try to make this happen before it gets too cold before it gets like minus 20 I was like, I got it. I got to grind. So, um, yeah, and then just like, it's so easy for me, like I, going back to what I said, it's so easy for me to get started. But the hard part is the in between. It's the it's the, the it's the process. But that's the part that I learned to fall in love with. Maybe I'm different, but I feel like everybody everybody should appreciate their struggle because, I mean, there's a lot of beauty in the struggle and people don't realize that. And I, like you said, it's it's hard to talk to somebody and to, and to, and to preach it. But um, rather than beating down on yourself and, and thinking, man, like, like I'm I'm never going to climb out of this hole. Uh, rather than just put your head down and, and go to work, take it hour by hour, minute by minute, second by second if you have to. And then eventually, you're, you're, like in my case, you know, December 5th, I ran 100 miles um, two off of two months of training. And that was it
0: that's awesome man. yeah I love uh I love asking people about like day two of their training because day one yeah. you're super jazzed you're like oh this is gonna be yeah. the best and then yeah. obviously the last goal but it's like day two you wake up you're sore day one yeah. was a lot harder than you expected and you're like yeah. oh dude
1: <laughs> yeah
0: but like you just do yeah. it because you set yeah. this goal you know
1: yeah yeah and 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 ultra training is a different training for sure. <laughs> oh my goodness, man. It's, it's grueling, man. Like,
0: uh, it's grueling and, and it's not pretty
1: like, yeah, it's if
0: they did, Uh, if they did like a video, like when I, it's hard to even ask people about training to me because I'm like, yeah, training is like, I just kept waking up and I just kept running. Lot. yeah it's all like it's all not that, like, pretty
1: there's not beautiful yeah you know? it's so basic like it's so yeah. it's so simple it's so simple but it's not it's not <laughs> that simple right i mean you're yeah i mean it's it's so easy to not do the work but um yeah man it's it's a it's a beautiful process yeah i couldn't be more appreciative of, of it
0: heck yeah well and then when you set, you know when you have a a purpose bigger than yourself like it's gonna help you push when it gets hard because it's going to get hard at a certain point um yeah i want to hear about your run though because you did the same exact route as you did before yeah or at mile what was it i wrote it down 89 is that right you collapsed 89 yeah i gotta ask this to start like when you got to mile 89 how did that feel this time
1: (laughs) when i got to mile 89 this time it almost was the same it was very similar. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, dude, oh, it, it, like, honestly, it was, it was very similar. Um, the pain was similar, but the, the, I mean, the significant difference was, is that my right hamstring at mile 89 on the first one was completely seized up.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, there was no mobility. Yeah. Um, and I was just doing this kind of like messed up hobble and limp uh, by then. But mile eighty nine, I could actually run uh, this time around. Um, it was just due to I think training more mobility work and and hydrating properly and fueling properly throughout the run. I think that's what that's what paid into my success. But actually, I know that's what paid into my success. But um, before on the first one, I yeah I had problems with my hamstring, and there was no way that I could run. There was just. I maybe I could have, but I hadn't tapped in. Yeah. But yeah, for this for this run, I was. Oh man, I was in a, I was in bad shape. I mean, I had, uh, like tendonitis on my front end of my ankle above, uh, just yeah, and then on the back end of my, uh, just near my Achilles. Yeah. I had like double tendonitis on my left, my left ankle. And it was like flared up, and it was so bad. When's like, that flared up? How? That, that, um, probably around mile seventy, mile okay. sixty. To where it started getting bad was like mile sixty, and then mile yeah mile ninety. That's when like I didn't know, I didn't think I had it in me to pull this off. I mean, I was tired. Like obviously, I was I was, I was tired. <laughs> I was I just wasn't in good physical shape. Uh, just was out of it but then I, I had to revert back to why I was there in the first place. Right. I mean, having a, having an answer for that, why, I mean, having an answer and then just continuing to find more. I mean, even after that, I found more of myself. Like I found in that last 10 miles, I found the best Darius I've ever found in my entire life in terms of performance. That's awesome. I mean, it was just, it was just a, a wake up call for me. I, I figured it out. I tapped in. I something I've never gone through in my entire life. I've felt a lot of things in my entire life, but I've never gone through everything, anything like that. Um, And it just confirmed that like at at any point in time in our life, we're always, we always have more, you know, I, I thought that I couldn't take another step. Mind you. Yeah. I thought that I couldn't take another step on wild 90. And I lasted, I I ran the fastest 10, I think I ran, I finished faster, if not just as fast as I started. That's insane, man. So, I mean, yeah, it was. Did it just click or was it like kind of, it was just
0: over like a mile or something?
1: It was just, um, like I said, setting those small achievable goals and just remembering why I was here. And I had to dig so deep into my core of who I am and why I was there, having to dig that deep. And to remember, you know, who I am and why am I doing this? Um, at, I'll be honest, at that point in time, it was me against it was me against the world. It was me against anybody who's ever bullied me. It was me yeah. against anybody who's ever talked down on me. It was me against anybody who's ever doubted me. I mean, that's essentially what it was. And it, it, it worked. I mean, I, I, you know, I pulled flames out of that fire and I, and I made it work, burnt the whole forest down
0: yeah do you find now, just like mental mentally wise like do you find now that all that shit you can kind of like let go and not worry too much about you're like I already confronted that, yeah, and I kick some ass, like I don't have yeah. to necessarily like consider that in the same way I yeah. considered it before
1: this run yeah um if I have to pull it out again, I will yeah <laughs> uh, I'll definitely use it to my advantage, um adversity, I think is a very powerful thing, yeah. Um, but if I ever need to use it again, I'm definitely going to use it. Uh, I, I I confronted it, right. I face, I face my demons every single day. So, you know, I, I confronted it, but you know, it'll always be there, uh, in terms of, you know, my, my troubles growing up and, and, you know, the hardships that I went through, it'll always be there, but it's always just fuel for the, it's, it's just fuel for me. Yeah, and I'm gonna use it in a positive manner rather than and, than um, bathe in it in, in a negative negative manner. So
0: yeah, I've found that man like in a hard day, on a hard ultra, um, just intentionally being like, okay, here's something I haven't dealt with. In lack of a better term, I don't know how to, you know, I'm yeah. like, you never really deal with it. But I'm like, here's something I haven't dealt with. I'm gonna spend the day, give myself this time to really like process and consider it and all this stuff and i came out of that day and it like you said it like things that happen in your past like they never go away but i've reframed it since then yeah and it's, oh, it's been like yeah. a couple of years and i'm like ever since then you know i've i have i have it still with me but it's in a different light like i was able to like intentionally like see my struggles in a different light and I think that's like really really helped me out um and I don't know if that was kind of like something that you went through at the end there or maybe you You haven't even thought about it since then you know
1: yeah no I agree with you 100 percent um that's 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 a perfect description of of kind of what I went through um you know seeing it acknowledging it and then and and then kind of hanging it up in a, like you said reframing it hanging it up in a different light yeah you know and rather than a dark metaphorically rather than a dark part of your room maybe a part that you know the, the, the sun shines on so it's, it's there and you always see it but you know you you acknowledged it you confronted it so i agree with you 100 percent on that yeah.
0: one well, and i was i was curious about your thoughts on this um so you know like taking this run up like as a Awareness and a battle, and a way to raise funds to help people through addiction. Um, I just, addiction seems to be so much about like escapism. Like, I have something going on, and rather than confront it, I'm gonna do this other thing to yeah. kind of like avoid it. Um, yeah. But in the same light, and I understand like ultra running can be really addicting, which is why yeah. it's kind of a weird thing to bring up for this. But like, in the same light, I do feel like ultra running. Is kind of like the opposite in the sense like you face your pain like you're gonna face pain you don't go yeah. and be like i'm gonna avoid pain right now like you're like yeah. no <laughs> like confront yeah. this head on and i just i just wonder if that's like there's like a connection to the idea of addiction yeah. like the the more healthy way of handling like hardship in life is by like actually going through it and like taking it head on yeah
1: yeah, so I, I learned a lot in the past between my first and second run, um, which is about life. And and before, I was using, like, all these crazy goals to, like, like you said, to, to escape my reality of, like, what needs to be worked on, what do I need to work on as, as an individual and yeah. in, in my character, and just kind of buried it in the gym and on the road and in the mountains and, and hadn't really faced it. So I I, I and I, I learned so much I learned so much about myself uh, and then coming forward and knowing that I have to go back again in a different light I was more mentally prepared than I had ever been in my entire life like I knew you know, I didn't have to be out there and I mean you never have to yeah. be out there you never you're not obligated to be out there but I knew because I'm a pretty like I don't really have a big group of people around me. I have like a few solid people that I keep around me at all times. And it's like a handful of people, just a few. And, um, I've learned this. I'm not a masochist or anything, but I've, but I've, I've learned to make friends with pain. Um, you know, uh, you know, I think if you make you make friends with pain, you will you'll never be alone. So, I as much as I hate it I, I love it in a sense because I and you know that you know the most most growth as a person comes from suffering and pain so yeah and hardships so I think that's where you you'll find your best self and you'll you'll grow the most as an individual so yeah
0: and you see that you're stronger than the pain you know what I mean yeah and that's like yeah. once you realize that you're like whoa this is nuts like I never yeah. realized that yeah. before now I don't have yeah. to be afraid of this thing anymore you know
1: yeah yeah, you, know, you definitely could conquer some fears out there, man. I mean, you know those the mountains and 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 the the road. You know, you may love it, but it'll never love you back. So. <laughs> it'll never love you back.
0: That's a good way of saying that. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. hilarious, man. I gotta ask you about this. Um, so this time was there? You know, a lot of people running with you. Like, was that kind of part of the event? Like before? Yeah.
1: Well, I had um, not really. I had one. And a guy who, you know, who's on my team. He's basically like he's like a huge part of my life. His name is Mark Nendick. He's he's an amazing dude, man. He's but he he's he pays me for the, the last fifty. Okay. Um, wow. Which is which, which is a yeah, it's a, it's a it's a huge commitment on his end. Uh, he's forty three or forty two, my bad. He's gonna be um, mad you just gave him an Yeah, extra he's money. gonna, yeah. Like, you kidding me? <laughs> well, he's he turning 43 on uh, January, in January. So <laughs> hopefully I can get away with that one. But <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, no, he's a, he paced me for the last 50 and he, you know, drug me through hell, essentially, you know, take yeah. my hand and he he drug me through hell. So he's, and we didn't really have too many people. Like we had someone like my core, like a couple buddies and friends who were with me the last like 10 miles and, super fortunate to have them along the way but we didn't we had like there was lots of cars and lots of support but not as much as last time just due to like due to respecting COVID and respecting yeah. the 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 guidelines and the restrictions so um so that kind of limited it a little bit but yeah I was just I was thankful for Mark to be there man and, and Mark and I he believes in me and um he believes that I could take this a lot further than I think I can and and um yeah we're working together and excited to move forward We got some huge goals coming up so
0: oh that's cool man i got yeah i wanted to ask about that dude because uh i watched the little the news clip that they did about yeah. it um, yeah um and somebody asked you you're like you finish and yeah. you were running like you said dude yeah
1: dude. yeah
0: and i'm sure that's the adrenaline boost at the end yeah
1: but, yeah
0: you know, it's Cool to see uh, but you get done and you're laying on the ground and uh what, I whether it was a reporter or just someone yeah. else asked my like least favorite question. Yeah. Which was just at an inopportune yeah. time, which was like, yeah. what's next? And you're like, yeah. dude, I'm laying here.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm gonna, I was like, uh, yeah, I'm going to go home and go to bed. Like, <laughs> like, like, what? Like what? <laughs> but, I always try yeah. to
0: avoid that question. Yeah. But so I guess I'll ask it in like a different way. Like yeah. ultra running, is this still something that you're going to be pursuing for the time oh, being, or is it like, uh, just, you know, is it part of your life now
1: or is it yeah, something? Yeah, I'm just going to keep progressing. I, like I said, like they like, I could have, and I I'm aware of this, that I could take a lot of things far yeah. in terms of sports. And, but this is just, it's something else. And I, I just want to see if I have, well, I, and I know what I have, what it takes to be up there with the best. So this year, I mean, starting off 2021, right. It's just going to be strictly working. I mean like putting in the miles and like we are signing up for the, I live in BC, right? So there's this uh run in June. So early June, where do we have it all mapped out early June? It's called the pace rendezvous 135 kilometer run around Okanagan Lake. It's a pretty, it's a pretty gnarly, pretty gnarly run. It, it'll be a pretty light, light training run. And that, it comes up to 83 miles so knock that out in in june and then you know train hard until then and then and then peak my training um maybe not peak it but you know really ramp it up and uh get it going between june and, and august so august is uh you may have heard of this this race it's called fat dog 120 okay it's uh yeah it's a uh, it's in the top 10 consideration for the hardest foot race foot races in the <laughs> world it's uh they will one one website said that it's the only race that's harder than it is um hard rock 100 so so um
0: is it just elevation and mountain yeah just
1: yeah it's just it the the technicality of it um and it's got over 90 thousand feet elevation so it's (laughs) so that's yeah it's a tough it's it's a tough go so um training for that and i'm not just going to run these things like obviously i want to finish but like I'm going to compete. So yeah. Um, you know, going up against these, these amazing athletes, um, is, is the goal. So, and to put myself in a position to win is definitely something that is on the radar and I'm not going to stop at anything to do it. And then after that, um, the biggest one, this is one's going to be, this one's going to be, it's a, it's a huge, it's a huge thing. It's a a huge run. Uh, you probably have heard of this, uh, Moab 240. Oh yeah, man. So, so we got Moab 240 on the radar for, uh, are you signed up? uh, So I'm signing up Jan. So it opens up nine It opens up 9am mountain standard time. I know that's (laughs) 8am. I know that's 8am here, Pacific standard time. So I'm going to be on three laptops, uh, ready to go. Um, January 1st, uh, uh, Pacific standard time. So this year I'm so fortunate. I'm, I'm kind of a black sheep wildcard going in, Yeah. but there's no prerequisite qualifications to, 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 to run it. And, you know, I pray, I pray that, um, you know, the I'm able to travel and do these, do yeah. these races by next October. I man, really, I really hope, hope, so. So. I hope so. So, so we got Moab going on and, um, I think Courtney's going back. Courtney to Walter. I think, uh, she holds the women's
0: I've interviewed, uh, uh, Candace, the race director a couple of times and she's, incredible. Yeah? yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I'm like, uh, man, some big names are going to be there.
0: Moab's but, you know, amazing too if you've never been yeah, dude. It's going to yeah. blow I've, your
1: mind. Yeah. I've never I've never been there but I'm it's it's on the radar and I know that I'm, you know, a black sheep wild card going up going in against these, you know, incredible athletes. These guys are the best of the best, like mentally the most toughest people on the planet. Yeah. And um you know, just in between in between August and October just really like really ramp it up. Yeah. And and you know, build properly, taper properly, and then you know, go there a week before, climatize myself into the air and and really, really give myself give myself a, a shot to put myself on the podium for these things and yeah man and see what I That's have so it takes cool. to go against the best. So oh I can't yeah. wait. That's awesome, yeah. dude. I yeah.
0: a big part of that race, which will be an inner it's interesting, especially probably for the people who want to compete. Yeah. Um, but a huge part of it is just having patience like something that long like you have to have the patience to it's weird i mean it has to be weird i've, I've never yeah. done anything near that but like yeah. to have the patience to push yourself while also like keeping some of the tank has to be yeah. for days for a couple of days yeah. like has to be such yeah. a
1: weird experience yeah i'm looking i'm looking to be in the I'm looking to be in like the six, the sixty-three to 50, 59 hour mark. I mean, obviously, that's a huge ask of my body and a huge yeah. ask of myself. Like, that's absolutely pushing myself to the brink. But, like you said, having the patience and and then just chipping away, like, and it's crazy to think about that. That's double, like, my hardest race here. Don't think Virginia it that way. Love you. Don't think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that might be bad. But, um, it's. We do kilometers here in Canada. Yeah. So to put it in perspective for the people that may be listening here in Canada, 240 miles is essentially like 380 something kilometers. So Don't
0: put it in kilometers. This sounds way yeah. harder. <laughs> Don't put it in kilometers. kilometers.
1: Yeah, 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 man. Just, just to give them an idea <laughs> of how long that actually is. So, um, no, I'm super excited, man. I mean, I have nothing but time to, to put in the work and put in the, the hours. And I know it's going to take um i'm climbing i'm climbing mount everest once again and i'm grateful to be grateful to be at the bottom of everest again making that yeah. climb and it's going to be a long treacherous climb but um, i'm fortunate enough to to be able to do it so yeah to have the opportunity and i'm blessed i'm very blessed with the opportunity to to, to give it a crack so Dude. i'm happy man
0: that's so good. Yeah, man. Well, Hey, I want to wish you the absolute best of luck for 2021. Yeah. That sounds awesome. You're always welcome back on the podcast. Like I would love to yeah. talk with you. Um, I do want to send people. And like I said, I put it, I'll put it in the show notes, but yeah. look up Darius. Um, on Google. I, th- I just looked you up on Google and it was about yeah. the GoFundMe. Um, for, okay yeah to, for the uh men's
1: counseling program yeah so
0: definitely support that like i really yeah think that's that would be just
1: an excellent
0: way to support a community you
1: know oh man it, it, it would mean the world to me and mean the world the people that go in and get the support so i really appreciate that man yeah
0: can people follow your adventures anywhere or just yeah, tune into the like a bigfoot yeah, podcast yeah i'm not, yeah, <laughs> like,
1: I'm not yeah that would be ideal but um i'm not very active on uh, I get a lot of slack for this, but I'm not very active on social media. Um, I did, I'm not man. a big, I'm, I'm not a social, I'm not a big social media guy. I don't think you need slack guy. for that. I don't think you need yeah. to get slack <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm not a big social media guy, so, but I mean, you can follow me on Instagram, Adarius Sam two okay. eyes, Darius, and, um, and then, yeah, I'm pretty sure I, I might throw something on there every year, here and there, and, and in between, to give people, just to give people an update as to what how I'm doing and, yeah. and how, tra- how training is going ultimately, so, yeah, I mean I think that's that's about it. I think, I think
0: that'd be cool, man. Well congrats, man. Seriously, huge congrats thank you, on that. So
1: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, man, we'll catch up with you in the future. No problem, man.
0: All right, that wraps up this week's episode. Uh huge thank you to Darius. Uh, hope you guys are following kind of his journey. Uh I'm gonna post the link to his GoFundMe. Um if you feel like you have a couple bucks to spare, I'm sure he'd appreciate it. I'm sure the people in his town uh would love that. Um so all of that goes to the Nicola Valley Community Human Service Association. So uh definitely check that out. I really respect his mission here. Uh, and I'm looking forward to see what he does this year. I mean, holy smokes, the dude has some ambition. Um, he messaged me a couple days after this or whenever January 1st was. Uh, and he is in the Moab 240, so that's something I'm looking forward to. Uh, hoping he crushes it. Uh, that race is crazy though. Uh, if you want to hear more about it next week, we're talking with the race director uh candace burt is making her fourth appearance on the show um she is the brains behind uh the the triple crown of 200 so she's the one who created the moab 240 she's an amazing ultra runner elite athlete in and of it herself and we just have a really enjoyable amazing kind of like mind-opening conversation uh so that'll be next week's episode uh, hopefully, Darius will listen, hear some tales from Moab uh, to kind of get him prepared and psyched. Even though once you sign up for a race that that humongous, I have to imagine you are just in this perpetual state of being super jacked up <laughs> for for the next however many, like nine months, right? Like you, it's always in the back of your mind, just like Moab 240, Moab 240. Moabs before you're like oh man and you're probably just psyched that whole entire time like super pumped to get out there, um, so yeah. Anyways, I mentioned at the beginning, uh, just mental health and mental health awareness. I know we've talked a bit. Uh, I did an episode with my wife. She's she's had to deal with a lot of people going through uh, anxiety and stress. And this year's been stressful. It's been anxiety producing. I just wanted to say if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast at this point um, and you're somebody who's struggling through something mentally uh, that's draining or, or challenging you in your life, um, you're not alone. Uh, there are people out there going through very similar feelings as you are. Uh, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, like your situation is unique to you. Um, but the way you're feeling it is something that many people are going through. Um, so help is out there. If you all need to reach out, uh, look look it up. There are many uh, different programs out there um, who are willing to help, willing to listen. Um, they're just really friendly, amazing people out in this world. and um, and and along with that, plenty of professionals who, Uh, Can help anybody deal with uh, whatever crisis they're going through. Um, I kind of realized this uh, back in 2011. My wife and I experienced a major loss um, and, you know, instantly hit with the most grief I've ever personally felt in my whole entire life. Uh, it's grief that still sticks with you even to this day nine years later uh, over nine years later at this point Um, but it's just something that really doesn't go away but the grief and the way you're experiencing it kind of evolves okay so I always remember this story and I'll just tell it really quick I don't know if this will help anybody or, or give them hope it's just a really weird example um so we went through our loss and it was probably, I don't know, like two weeks, three weeks later. It's hard. I'm honestly really cloudy for about six months after that. Um, but I remember specifically, this definitely stands out. I remember for whatever reason, like three weeks of going through this, like in the deepest, darkest pit of grief we had to go to Barnes and Noble. (laughs) I don't know why. I can't remember why. We went to Barnes and Noble though. And I remember walking around the bookstore and I just felt like inhuman almost. I was like, nobody, like people are just looking at me and like, that's a normal guy just going about his normal day. And I was like, nobody fully understands the darkness that my mind is in right now. Or this like cloud that I just felt following me everywhere. And I was looking around I'm like nobody understands what I've been through. Like they don't understand that at all. And I felt like this weird like zombie mode as I walked through this store. And anyways, that stood out. My wife and I went through to a lot of therapy to help us and we talked about it. And I'm so thankful we did because the way I was experiencing things and the way my perspective was, it was different. And it was just good to have that area, that space to like openly communicate those feelings. Um, I I know for a fact people go through loss and they just keep it inside right like they don't talk to anybody about it they instantly shut it down um and just because they're not communicating that doesn't mean that there's not like this in this like constant dialogue in their own mind uh that might not be necessarily based on reality but they just haven't been able to be open about how they're feeling in the moment so it can just build up and build up and build up inside of them so i'm so thankful we had the opportunity to like actually sit down with a professional um and just talk about stuff right or sit down with you know friends and family and and talk but like i said in the intro a professional is just a little bit different because they are trying their best to be objective like they might think you're like a nice person, right? But they don't have stakes in your in in how you're doing, right? Like they don't, they're not a personal friend. Like I know for me, like, you know, if a friend's sharing me with me about a hard time, I'm like, oh man, I just want, like I really want this person to be happy. And I can like let my thoughts and feelings for the person like cloud my judgment with maybe the advice that I'm giving, right? But a professional seeing things objectively um, and is able to kind of communicate that in that way. And also it's someone who's like, yeah, I've I've also worked with other people going through something similar. Like there are people are going through similar things. Um, uh, you know, people go through grief and it's it's the, it's a similar process even though everybody's, you know, the reason why they're grieving might be um completely unique to them. Um anyways, I share the story about Barnes and Noble. Because I then, you know, we are going through the grief process and the grief cycle, and I remember six months later or something. It was like a certain amount of time had passed. I want to say like six or seven months. We go back to Barnes and Noble, like same place, and I just remembered being like, oh, like this feels different. Like there is a weight that has been off. That's off of my shoulders. Now I feel lighter. I don't feel like I'm on zombie mode. I don't, I'm still like, obviously we'll always have a part of me that's grieving, but it's, but I've adapted, I guess would be the best way of saying it. And I felt better, honestly. Um, and it was just this really clear cut example of like, Oh, like, You adapt and things get better. And it was just weird that it all happened in a Barnes and Noble. (laughs) Um, but I think it was just the the fact of like remembering how I felt when I was in the deepest pits of despair versus how I felt after some time. There's the saying like time heals all wounds. I don't think time heals all wounds but i think time allows you to adapt and process and internalize um you know i don't necessarily think i don't know i'm not if you're listening to me right now i'm not a mental health expert at all i'm just a dude (laughs) i'm just a dude (laughs) um but i just wanted to share that and be open about it because darius's whole thing is uh along with raising money for this program in his town uh for men's mental health he's also you know hoping to kind of change the conversation and maybe break some stigmas because like you know i'm a i'm just a regular guy and i remember growing up you know looking up to all the the macho dudes and like the stoic guys who don't communicate their feelings and And I think that is a stigma we need to break because you just feel better. Like at the end of the day, like once you talk about something that has been bothering you or you journal about it and you write it down, you just feel better because you got those thoughts out. Um, So once again, I am not a doctor. I'm not a mental health guy, but (laughs) I just thought I should share that story. Um, I'm going to get a business card. It's just going to say Chris Ward. Just a dude. That's all it's going to say. I'm going to hand that to people. People are like, cool, man. Thank you for this sweet business card. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Don't you forget it. Chris Ward, just a dude. (laughs) Anyways, that's a weird way to end it. But that's how we're going to end it this week. All righty. So next week, like I said, we are sitting down talking with one of my favorite guests of all time. Uh, for a fourth time, we're gonna talk with Candice Burt. I'm super psyched. She is awesome. She is training for and uh, for this like multi-year quest at this point to go after the Arizona Trail fastest known time. She's just an incredible person, an incredible runner. So, uh, and she's also the race director of the Moab 240 uh, and Tahoe 200 and the aptly named bigfoot 200 so come back next week uh all right guys hope you all have a good week and we'll talk to you later